the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. 603, Monday, August the 14th, and we are live and local, and boy, are we local. You know, when I conceived of this radio show, I really wanted it to be about New York. I wanted, um, you know, there's tons of radio shows, and they focus on national, national, national. And um, as a New Yorker, I think uh, someone over here calls me the quintessential New Yorker. I'm not going to say that, but I do love uh, this city very, very much. And today's show really is an accomplishment of me trying to achieve my goal of giving people who listen to the radio an opportunity to learn about New York, not from the newspapers where they have to focus on all the negative self st- stuff because that's what sells. That's what gives you TV. People want to tune in for the blood and guts. They don't want to tune in for all the good stuff. They want to read the headlines that say New York is going down and it's horrible because that's I, unfortunately human nature. That's what we grab. So here on the author Idola power hour, on this very special Monday night, I am surrounded by some real spectacular uh, New Yorkers who are basically public servants in my eyes because they are here uh, day in and day out to serve the public, to make New York the best that it could be. And um, before I introduced all of them, I would like to introduce the woman who is sitting to my left, um, who um, she was on the show last week for Wellness Wednesday. And, um, you know, anytime I'm with her, it's like I'm sitting with a doctor. I want to ask her so many questions about what I ate this weekend and what I did this weekend. But today we're going to focus on New York and and how New York is doing basically three years after the COVID virus. But without further ado, I'm going to hand the microphone over to our our one and only Carol All to say hello. Well, the doctor says that New York is doing just fine, Arthur. (laughs) First of all, you delivered on the weather tonight. I mean, it is beautiful. A little warm out here when you're wearing a suit and a tie, uh, as am I. But let me do an introduction of who's sitting around me besides Joni being here and Sam Bellino being here and Alex behind the controls and Sibelia lending his producers credits and his skills. And, of course, Andy Gladding, he's the engineer who... Brings us. We, so we are outside. I am looking at Grand Central Terminal. I am to the left of um, Pershing Square Restaurant, which I'll ask Fred Cerullo. But I know at one time it held some record of having like the most people in and out of it since it serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner right across the street from Grand Central Terminal. We're in a beautiful location, a iconic New York location, and um, Fred Cerullo, the uh, head of the Grand Central Partnership. Why don't you tell us? 
where we are and, and who's here. Well, my two main guys are to my right. I got Times Square Tuesday, Tom Harris of the Times Square Alliance. And I have Fred Cerullo, who I know for decades, uh, who's hosting us here in Grand Central. So, Fred, you're no stranger to the microphone. Take it away. Arthur, thank you. It's, uh, it's great to be with you tonight. Carol, it's nice to see you. Uh, and to be here with all my colleagues uh, make up the Midtown Bid Coalition, which we'll talk a little bit of, more about as we, as the show goes on. But, you know, I'm thrilled to welcome everybody, you, first of all, back to Pershing Square Plaza, which is a really important public space that was created here in partnership with the Grand Central Partnership in the city of New York. Uh, we are sitting actually in what was the middle of Park Avenue up until um, 2007 when it was closed for construction. And now it serves both as an amenity to the restaurant, the Pershing Square Cafe, as you mentioned, owned by Buzzy O'Keefe. And also it's a wonderful opportunity for us to have a venue in Midtown East here in the GCP neighborhood to be able to program. We have concerts all uh, through the summer and spring um, and into the fall. Uh, we have lunchtime concerts on Tuesdays and we have happy hour concerts on Wednesdays. And so it's really been a, a, a wonderful way for us, particularly in this post-COVID world, which I know we'll talk a little bit more about too. Um, but right now I just want to introduce you to my colleagues and my friends. So uh, these are all, Fred, these are all members of the Midtown Bid Coalition, correct? That's correct. And we're going to kind of go like neighborhood by neighborhood down the line here. That's correct. You, it's you like a murderer's row of uh, business improvement it is, district it leaders is. here. All right, we're excited. Um, start, yeah, start with the guy who needs no introduction, Times Square. He needs no introduction, uh, Tom, although yeah. you did it already. Uh, Tom Harris, who is um, my counterpart uh, at the Times Square Alliance, He's no stranger to you or your audience, I know, and with his Times Square Tuesdays and a variety of other shows that he does for you to talk about all the amazing things going on in the crossroads of the world. Um, next to him is Bob Benfado. He is our counterpart in Hudson Yards and Hell's Kitchen, which, as I always like to say, is the bid that was created before the neighborhood was. Um, and he really helped to form what we all know as the amazing Hudson Yards. Um, to his right is Marie Boster, um, and uh, she is relatively new to the bid world, but talk about hitting the ground running. Um, she runs the Fifth Avenue Association uh, and is really the representative of probably some of the greatest retail that we know in the world, never mind in our own city. Um, and I'm going to say this because Matt Bowers on Madison Avenue who's thinking... I have great retail, too. Um, but uh, I guess we have the two people who really represent the best there is in retail yeah, here, sitting next to each other. Here's why Marie, you know, beat him out a little bit. Uh, in front of us, for those of you who are watching <laughs> on Facebook, but, you, but listening on the radio, I have a gorgeous special edition Tiffany & Company bag with a little present inside, which we'll open momentarily. That's what the Fifth Avenue bid did. Now, Madison Avenue, I don't know, Arredi Pisano, I don't see any suits coming my way. I mean... You know, you, you're wearing a suit, and you look great, but... All right, I appreciate that. Matt, Matt is always dressed impeccably. Um, that's his Madison Avenue DNA, but he, he runs the Madison Avenue bid and does amazing work there. And finally, to his right is uh, someone else who you've had on the show before when we were here at Pershing Square last is Rob Burns. He runs the East Midtown Partnership, which is sort of my... My colleague in Midtown East here, um, 
Rob? Yeah, no, I was just going to say, Arthur, I will uh, make sure you get Essa Bagel delivered. I, hey, you, I got 25 people up in the law firm. You can deliver them anytime you want. And I believe on hold from, uh, not to be speaking of clothing, not to be outdone from the garment district, is Barbara Blair. Hi, Miss Blair. It's Arthur Idala. Hello. Hello. I'm happy to be speaking uh, to you from far, far away, but nevertheless. Well, we appreciate you joining us, and um, we will. So I'm basically going to kind of ask similar questions to um, folks all around this table here so we can see where exactly um, you got, what areas you actually represent. And um, to give us a little State of the Union, um, I'll have Carol all jumping because she's the brains of the operation besides being the looks of the operation as to, you know, questions that New Yorkers may have. So I'm just going to start, um, we'll end this segment with, with our host, Mr. Cerullo. Um, and Fred, just, I mean, you gave us a little idea of where we are, but summertime is fastly coming to a close. September, October, November, you have your Christmas thing here. Just brag about this whole area right here. And then, and then when we come back from the commercial, I'll ask you about the tough questions about maybe two blocks from here. Uh, Arthur, I'm, I'm glad you, you asked that because, you know, while there are still many people who don't either believe or read about the sort of recovery of New York, and, and there's no question that we still have a ways to go, the reality is that in what we are seeing and what we're following in terms of pedestrian activity, business activity, um, we're doing really well. In this district alone, we've had 100 new businesses open in the past year. Fred, what is this district alone? Give me some boundaries. Yes, yeah, so to give you a sense of the district as we look, you know, just under this amazing, iconic Grand Central, it runs from 35th Street on the south end to 54th Street on the north end and from 2nd Avenue on the east side to 5th Avenue on the west side. Now, the boundaries are a little irregular at the edges, but that's pretty much the rectangular box that makes up the Grand Central District. And technically, it's 5th Avenue, the east side of 5th Avenue. I'm on the west side of 5th Avenue. That's correct. So I believe I'm in Tom's district. I'm not in Fred's district. You're, you're in the no-dist... You're in the no <laughs> oh, no. land. You oh, no! Sorry. You're in the nowhere's <laughs> limits. Really? You missed the rectangle. I'm sorry. Well, I apologize. We have talked about whether or not like what do you guys should grab us? We have a great block. Seriously, we have literally more restaurants than I can count. We have Megan's and Kevin's and Valerie's and um, there's one other one I'm missing. Oh, Dawson's and, and we have the great pizzeria and there's all kinds of great. There's a Mediterranean restaurant there. Come on, Tom. Come on, Fred. One of you guys swoop us up. That sounds good. We I'm also have the plenty mic. We also have plenty of real estate available in Times Square if you'd like to, <laughs> to move your you law office move, just a couple of blocks. Moving my law firm was one of the roughest things I've ever done. All right, we have to take a break, um, and then we'll come back. And we'll, don't worry, Times Square, Tom. We're going to come in. Even though it's not a Tuesday, it's not officially a day, we're going to come back. But I also got I have to speak to Fred Cerullo about what's going on here on, on 44th Street. Um, and uh, Oh, Christine Nicholas just walked in. She's been so instrumental in making this whole thing happen, so we definitely want to thank her. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Summer breeze makes me feel fine. Going through the jazz in my mind. 
Save the Storks is an astounding organization. You talk about a ministry that's truly doing God's work, saving lives, because Save the Storks has been creating baby-saving medical vehicles called Stork Buses for over a decade. What's a Stork Bus? These are state-of-the-art mobile medical clinics. On board a Stork Bus, a woman can receive a pregnancy test, an ultrasound, prenatal care, resources, and so much more. Every Stork Bus is designed to meet the needs of women where they are in their pregnancy and help protect the sanctity of life. Your compassion can help these women today. I'm a monthly Save the Storks donor. I want you to be one, too. I'm asking you to sign up and become a Save the Storks monthly partner. Your gift of just $35 a month will ensure that more women who are in an unplanned pregnancy are made aware of the choice for life for their babies and themselves. Donate now. Savethestorks.org slash Mike G. Savethestorks.org slash Mike G. Savethestorks.org slash Mike G. So I just want to thank everyone who's here tonight uh, on the Idola Power Hour. We're going to be here till 8 o'clock tonight. It's a special edition. And, you know, the Midtown uh, Business Improvement District Coalition came together basically last year. And uh, I am so thrilled to have all the participants here from the Times Square Alliance, the Grand Central Partnership, the Garment District Alliance, the Madison Avenue Bid, the East Midtown Partnership, the Fifth Avenue Bid, and the Hudson Yards Hells Kitchen Alliance. Um, you know, you got to just stay tuned in for the, uh, from, I guess, another hour and 45 minutes because we're going to be asking the, we're going to ask them to show off a little bit about all the good stuff, but then we're going to dig a little deeper into the areas that still need work. We just want to thank all of them for participating and for Fred Cerullo from the uh, Grand, from the Grand Central Partnership, I had to read this thing. Uh, you know, there's an alliance, there's a partnership, there's a bid. Everyone's, you know, got their own little name to try to be cool about it. Um, but Fred is hosting us here in Pershing Square, right outside of this very famous uh, restaurant. And as I'm looking at the beautiful Grand Central Terminal. So thanks again, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, ladies, I have to tell you about Relief Factor. What is the one principle? that I stand by with anything that I promote. Does it work and does it not work? With Relief Factor, it works. I was an athlete, played college football, also was a police officer for several years, carrying around a bulletproof vest and a 20-pound gun belt that literally tore my back apart. But taking Relief Factor helped me relieve the pain, and I feel amazing. I decided to not take Relief Factor because I felt good. Then the pain came back, so I said I'm never not taking Relief Factor again. 100% drug-free solution to aches and pains. I want you to join me and over a half a million other people using Relief Factor. Get started today with your three-week quick starter, only $19.95. Quick starter is only $19.95. All you have to do is go to relieffactor.com, order now, or call 800-4-RELIEF. Relieffactor.com. Again, relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference with Relief Factor. You know, when you're healthy and you're feeling good, you think, oh, I don't have to worry about my estate planning. I don't have to worry about a power of attorney. I don't worry, I have to worry about a healthcare proxy. I'm friends with Carol Alt. She'll make sure I'm always healthy. Well, you know what? Nothing could be further than from the truth. Illness can just pop up unexpectedly, and you need to be prepared. If something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or a healthcare proxy to make these most important decisions for you. What happens next? 
Well, regarding the law, the state and the courts can come and make decisions for you. Regarding your health care, a doctor who's not part of your family can make decisions for you. So it's essential to create a power of attorney and a health care proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. And how do you do that? It's so simple. You call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. That is the number for the attorneys at Cotters & Sullivan, attorneys at law. They have um, offices all over the city of New York. They really know their stuff because they've been doing this for 40 years. So for a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. All right, we got some. I, normally, I ask Sambolino what we got going on here, but I got. Oh, I know what this is. Sambolino doesn't have a microphone, which like kind of handcuffs me a little bit um, because he's you know he's my main man on the other side of the glass. But he's here. We are here in Grand Central Terminal, like right outside. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at a beautiful building, a building of which they don't build buildings like that anymore. Um, the I am with the. Um, Great people who run the various neighborhood bids right here around Midtown from the east side, far east to the far west. Um, I was just talking to Fred Cerullo from the Grand Central Partnership, and um, it's no secret that um, on 45th Street in Vanderbilt, there is a hotel, which apparently sometimes in my haste I mispronounce it. I say the Roosevelt, and it's the Roosevelt, Um, but that's a Brooklyn thing maybe? I'm not sure. Um, all right, Fred. So I just walked by it on my way here. Tell me how the Grand Central Partnership and the NYPD and the Department of Sanitation and all the other city agencies are dealing with and handling this uh, migrants housing center. Thank you, Arthur. It's a ground ball question. <laughs> you no, know, you're right. First, let me say this. Um, truthfully, it doesn't matter how you pronounce it. Um, it's been a it's been a challenge. Uh, for the neighborhood, um, but we've come a long way in the past few weeks. So originally the hotel was opened to uh, house migrant families with children that we learned in May, just around Memorial Day. Um, Shortly thereafter, it became the city's centralized intake center once the Port Authority location was closed, um, which created a whole series of challenges that we saw really come to a head about three weeks ago when two things occurred. Um, One was that the hotel reached capacity for the families, and two, uh, the number of migrants coming into our city outnumbered the number of beds that were available for them. Um, And so that led to, as the media covered, very carefully and uh, we all saw the the photos and the videos of really hundreds of people sleeping on the sidewalks around the Roosevelt um, it was disturbing not only because everyone feels for those who were yeah, here and they, and they are families by the way and, I, mean, I walk by it all the time, they're families yes and and there were many single men and single women who were brought here because of the central intake center that would never have the opportunity to live in the Roosevelt because they were not the population the Roosevelt would serve um, 
but also the neighborhood didn't know how to cope with with it either and so i think emotions were were quite heightened um you know we worked very closely with the stakeholders around the hotel and beyond we worked very closely with the city of new york um on this and and the mayor's administration did finally help work with the hotel so that we were able to open retail spaces in the hotel that had been closed so people were able to line up and wait for beds and intake in those locations we were able to clean up the hotel um, if you go to the hotel now while there may be people who are out and about around the hotel um, you do not have people sleeping on the streets and the sidewalks. Well, I any noticed longer. today, since the weekend, the Vander Bar, which has been yes. which has been all boarded up, is not no longer boarded up, and there were people in there working today. About a week and a half ago, when um, the group that had been outside and really the subject of all the media reports were finally um, found beds. It, it left us the opportunity for the first time where there weren't lines, and we went out with the hotel staff and with the city um, HHC representatives who run the, the humanitarian effort work, or the HERC program, as it's known, uh, sort of inside baseball, um, to really do a major cleanup around the outside. They took down the wood, we cleaned the windows, we removed graffiti, um, the posters that were around the building, we planted the planters, we tried to create a quality of life at the hotel that was sort of certainly more deserving of those who were residing in the hotel, but certainly also more deserving of the businesses and the people who come here every day and work and do business. Um, and also those who are visiting our city. This is the height of the summer. Tourism is actually driving many, much of our numbers in, in Midtown area and all of our neighborhoods. Um, and so I think we've gotten to a point where it's far more manageable, but I think we all have to not lose track of the fact that we're in the middle of a humanitarian crisis that's falling very heavily on New York City and we need we need more money from the federal government. We need more money from the state government. We need work authorization for these individuals who are coming here, which is not now available. Um, and then you, all those little pieces will help make a better quality of life for everyone involved in this story. So would you say that this situation and what you just described is a perfect example about how all of you, all of the guests here, interface with retail and hotels and restaurants and and then the governments and then the citizens and then the tourists i mean is this the height or the perfect example of all the good that each of you do individually in your respective neighborhoods well I, i'll leave my colleagues to answer that but i think this is definitely a great example of the role we play we're, we're sort of first call and that's not to take away from our amazing elected officials who are always a phone call away or on scene but in a day-to-day -day, we are very closely connected to the stakeholders where we, we, we a text or a phone call will immediately come to us so I think this is a good example and it's happening in all our neighborhoods the Roosevelt is certainly not the only hotel or building that is dealing with this crisis in our neighborhoods everyone here has has some story to tell um, and other bids in our city there are 76 of us that are not here tonight that are dealing with this issue 
Um, but it is a great example of the role we can play in helping to focus solutions, even whether they're temporary or long-term, um, for our communities. Uh, could you introduce the young lady to your right, please? The very young lady to your right? Well, this is a very dear friend for, I, want, I, I, I don't want to say how many, I'll just say a, <laughs> a long couple of weeks, time, a couple of weeks, couple of weeks over 30 years. Um, Christine Nicholas, who is just, uh, just an amazing New Yorker, has spent her entire career as one of our city's greatest cheerleaders, and she is a friend to all of us. And so, Christine, say Christine, hello. Christine, say hello. Uh, thank you, Fred, and thank you, Arthur, for hosting the Midtown Bid Coalition. This is a, a very important group that I don't think gets the um, really the credit. I, I mean, it, what Fred was saying is, yeah, you're the first point um, when something happens, but the, this is the group that really represents the businesses, the uh, economic life stream for New York City. And so they are on the front line. They know exactly what's going on, um, and I will say that you know the city is paying attention more and more to the bids as um, you know for solutions there have been many times when um, you know you read about something that's going on and then quietly the mayor or the city agencies will you know tap the bids and say can you have a meeting with us so that we can get some feedback that happens without a lot of fanfare um, it's happening now. I mean, this is also a very important forum, Arthur. So thanks to AM970 for pulling this together. Because I think the public and your listeners need to know that there are individuals that are giving up their private time. A lot of, um, over the weekends, these are not nine to five jobs. Um, but these are important jobs because a lot of things that happen in the city do not happen nine to five. So um, thank you, Arthur, for shedding light on this. And Fred, thanks for your uh, leadership for hosting us here, this beautiful, beautiful Pershing Square right in the shadow of Grand Central Terminal. So I'm going to jump down to Matt if I can. Grab that microphone, young man. Um, Madison Avenue. I mean, Madison Avenue was going through some rough times pre the pandemic, right? Thanks to Amazon and right people buying shoes online, which is a foreign concept to me. Although if you go on, was it Tuesday? When do you do your shoe thing? Tuesday. Tuesday. St. Carol Alt does her Tuesday shoe day thing. How how are we doing? Give me give me a, a state of the union um, from Madison Avenue, which is a primarily retail area. I mean, there's some restaurants we need a little further up north. But to first, give me your boundaries. Sure, sure. We're, we're 57th Street to 86th Street on the Upper oh. East Side. That's where we are. And yeah, it's been a it it was tough, and I think you're really seeing a. a a big change in a lot of investment on the avenue. As a matter of fact, in the last, since the beginning of this year, we already have uh, 15 new stores that have opened How up. How many? How many? 15 new stores have okay. opened up and then 25 under invest that are being invested in right now. Richemont, one of the major uh, luxury consortiums, is either developed or opening nine new stores. Wait, hold on a second. Carol, do you know who they are? Richemont. Richemont, yeah. yeah. Mine owns Richemont. Yeah. Carol, yeah, that's there great. There you go. South Africa. All right, yeah. Nine new stores. So all good. But, you know, and I wanted to bring back to what, what Fred was just mentioning before. You know, just this morning, we had a meeting with uh, the mayor's screen activity permit office. And we were talking about ways that we could work together. 
to support uh, to support our neighborhoods and do special events. Just uh, on Saturday, we did a fundraiser for the Ronald McDonald House, and a lot of stores on Madison Avenue donated a percentage of sales. And that partnership together, the police were out there doing a, a climbing wall. Stores were giving percentage of sales. Neighborhood groups were coming together. So we are all working together to strengthen our neighborhoods. And Fred won't say it, but right here, we're you know not only are we in the shadow of Grand Central Station, but we're seeing so many people walking back and forth here with purpose, coming back, going from work, going to restaurants, going back home, all these things that are making our streets uh, strong. So Madison Avenue is strong right now, lots of investments. Sotheby's is opening up their global headquarters on Madison Avenue, making it one of now clearly one of the great art destinations of the world so good things are happening all right that's matt bauer he's the bit madison avenue bid when we come back from um the commercial that we have to do we're going to talk to marie and we're going to do like a fifth avenue versus madison avenue a little fighting here and and marie's the one we have a you have to stay tuned because we have a, a special box here tiffany and company box that marie brought and we will open it up a little later on and you can guess what it is don't if you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There's still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W-2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at DH Tax and Consumer have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE and your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per W-2 employee for free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. They call Disney the Magic Kingdom, but currently its biggest trick is making $900 million disappear as losses from a string of flops pile up as high as its fairy tale castle. Speaking of fairy tales, the live action reboot of Snow White looks like it's going to be yet another <sighs> edgy, subversive reboot of a classic. Want to surprise us? Stay true to a classic storyline. Or create characters who are interesting, not just box checkers for the identity factory. Stop pandering by eliminating phrases like ladies and gentlemen. And for goodness sake, stay out of political fights with Disneyland's home state. How much brand destruction and stock market underperformance is it going to take to rouse the real Sleeping Beauty, Disney's board of directors, from its slumber and out of the tower of wokeness that it's trapped itself in? It doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled 
little to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala Bertuna and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Let's talk about our friends at Plaza College. You know, I've been talking about their court reporting program uh, for quite some time because, well, I'm dealing with court reporters all the time. I'll be in court at 9.30 tomorrow morning in Brooklyn Supreme Court, and sure enough, there will be the court reporters. Um, But in addition to Plaza College's school on court reporting, they have four other schools of study, including their new school of nursing. The accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And you know what? They just graduated 18 new nurses. So thanks to Plaza College, we have 18 new nurses here serving us in the city of New York. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. The students work live, work on live patients. I, you remember we were there a month ago. I was at the school. It is, it's really, really, really a very special place. Right outside of the subway, by the way. It's so convenient. So, for additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, email at email them at info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. With lifetime New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala, making the case for the city he loves. Here's Arthur. Is this you, Sambolino? Is this your choice? A little, a little Beastie Boys action? What you want? What you want? Well, you can find between everyone at the, on this panel here, you can find anything you want because New York is New York and we have it all. Now, we heard what we have on Madison Avenue. Let's hear from Marie Boster. Like Boster, like Foster? Boster. Not Booster. Like your Boster. Like Boster, like Boster. Right. All right, you're in charge of the Fifth Avenue bid. You're the one, you the only one came bearing gifts. So thank you very, very much. Um, and um, talk to me. Tell us, what. give us a state of the union of Fifth Avenue. My address, 546 Fifth Avenue. Very, that's a great address. Um, so the Fifth Avenue Association was founded in 1907. It's one of the first sort of urbanist groups that helped devise city planning and zoning. It's what created the garment district by saying we shouldn't have manufacturing on Fifth Avenue. And it's been promoting Fifth Avenue as an exceptional destination. And it really has a phenomenal legacy of public-private partnerships. And you've been talking about what do bids do and we're all sharing some of our examples of how we help our neighborhoods work, but we bring the private sector and the public sector together to make a, an amazing neighborhood things happen. On Fifth Avenue, you what, what, what's your boundaries? Sure. Fifth Avenue was a pretty long way. Yeah. Did you start at Washington yeah. Square Park? <laughs> Originally, we did. Um, but when we became a bid 30 years ago, our boundaries are from 46. To 61st. I miss it by a year. I'm I, 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 I I blocked. I really am I, in the, the no win zone. Go ahead. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, and then 57th from Madison to 6th. So the retail corridor of 57th. Um, so when you think of luxury retail, when you think of big stores, flagship stores, you think Fifth Avenue. And what we're seeing on Fifth 
is very exciting is how do they adapt after COVID, changes in e-commerce, and we're seeing our stores doing very innovative things. And I'm grateful you've mentioned my gift, and I hope you open it soon. But what I put in that box is something you can't buy online. You can only buy in the landmark Tiffany store at 57th and 5th. And a lot of my stores are doing that. They're saying, this is only for sale on Fifth Avenue. And we need to see that because the pandemic showed people that they could click a few buttons and buy a $100,000 necklace and feel okay about it. And we really want them to buy that $100,000 necklace in our city. Yeah, I'm and sure Van Cleef feels the same way and Cartier feels they, the same they, way. And, and Cartier. And we, I mean, we, we have really cemented ourselves as a luxury watch and jewelry destination in the world. Um, Chanel Watches uh, and Fine Jewelry is going to open their first and only retail store, dedicated retail store on Fifth Avenue in February. Um, but you also have other stores, the Nike House of Innovation, only three in the world is on Fifth Avenue at 52nd. And when you enter the first floor, it is not about shopping. There's barely, a ca there's barely someone to check you out. It's about experiencing Nike. You have to go upstairs to shop. They're pulling people in with the experiences as well. When you go to the Puma store on 49th Street, that is the only full-sale Puma store in the country. It might be even in the world, but certainly in this country. And when you go to that Puma store, They'll have activations where people are break dancing on the first floor. You can go upstairs and do a F1 car racing simulation. You can play video games with your friends. People need to come to New York to have these, to Fifth Avenue, come to the city, come to Midtown, to have not just a shopping experience, which we know is a lot easier to buy shoes when you try them on, but also to have an experience, to do something. And um, I'm very proud of our, our stores. When Tiffany reopened after the largest renovation in LVMH history, Tiffany was purchased by the largest luxury holding company in the world, LVMH, and that put a huge infusion of capital dollars to a, their major, major renovation. And they spent more on that store than they've spent anywhere in the world at 57th and 5th anywhere in their whole luxury portfolio on 57th and 5th. That's a major commitment to New York. And what's in that bag is um, there. Oh, no, you can't tell us. It's going to be like a big surprise. I can't wait for you to open it. It's called a tease. It's um, called a tease. But we're also seeing, you know, um, we'll talk about another jeweler. Van Cleef and Arpels did a beautiful activation on 5th Avenue for the month of May as a gift to the city. And they brought sculptures and over 5,000 plants and flowers to just beautify New York because they wanted to, because they wanted to support New Yorkers and they wanted to support a special experience in this city on Fifth Avenue. Well, I'm a Fifth Avenue boy. I and I've it. been, we went from 597 to 546, even though I just moved out of your district, but I didn't know anything about what you just said. Yeah. I'm not going to go into the Nike store. I mean, First well, of all, it's not my thing. Yeah. I mean, just not. And the, But now I'm going to take my kid in there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, 100%. It, no, it's your kid's going to have a great time. And I do and, know they have these prom promotional things because I see lines of people, like, yeah. waiting. And it must be, like, and the this, NBA store and, and I think, again, out of your district by a block. <laughs> but um, it's interesting because 
when I'm asking, like, how do we get over the e-commerce hump? Right. You're saying there's exclusive things you could only get there, and that'll probably make them as cool and hip. Correct. Like, you know, I know I can't just press yeah. three buttons on a computer and I'm going to get And it's it. at all sorts of price points. So you can get at the Apple Store, which is the global Apple flagship at, 50, at 59th and 5th in the AGM building. It is the only Apple Store in the world that's open 24-7, 365 days a year. You can get your, your, your AirPods monogrammed, personalized. They're all doing special, a lot of them are doing special customization that you can get at their store, which you can only get in person. So if you want something personal, if you want something special, you really got to come to New York to buy it. And that's, and that's what we're depending right, on. Come, come to Fifth Avenue. Um, I have Carol Alt here. Carol, um, you're, and I are the same age. Um, the same it, birthday. The same birthday, the same age. <laughs> E-commerce. I mean, you're a model of clothes and shoes and everything. Where's your head out with the retail sale and, and in the world of fashion? Well, I like to window shop. I like to see what's out there. I like to see the newest, greatest things. And I also like to have a great fit. So for me to go into a store and try things on is so much more important than having to get it, find out it doesn't fit. And, you know, I got the extra long legs, so nothing ever really fits. I got to go and see it and feel it and touch it and see what material it is made of. And I think that's really important to come out and have the experience of shopping. During COVID, I got stuck at home. Yeah. And like everybody else, SAG wasn't working. I wasn't doing anything. And I got stuck into the push the button and get it delivered and nothing fit. So I was anxious for the stores to open up again. That's a great story because I actually hope and think there will be an e-commerce correction where stores have been sending a lot of, you can buy three sizes with no penalty. And that's not good for us. We want people to come to our stores. The commissions that our salespeople get support the boroughs, they support their families. Um, I'm gonna talk, I know Arthur likes to focus on good news, and that's really important, but retail jobs in New York City are down where they're up across the country. In Manhattan, they're down the most, 20% down, where the country's up 0.7. So it's basically con recovered from COVID, whereas Manhattan retail has not. And we need, and these jobs are diverse jobs. They're diverse in educational attainment. They're diverse in people coming in without, as in age levels. They're diverse in races, and they drive employment across the five boroughs. But, Marie, let me ask you a question. You yep. still have to touch the material. Yeah. So you can have three different sizes arrive and feel the material and go, oh, this is the worst material I've ever felt in my life. And I think that's really important to go and actually touch the product and see what it feels like besides just the fit. Matt, I wanted to ask you a question because you talked about Richemont, yeah. and it's owned by my friend Johan Rupert um, out of South Africa, but I think it's a Swiss company. But yeah. you said there's going to be 15 new stores open by Richemont? Well, uh, uh, nine new. Uh, nine uh, new stores yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. From... Speaking to your mic. Oh, yeah, sure. So uh, from uh, Panerai, which just opened up there. I did their promotions. Is, is, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Panerai. I also stole Sylvester Stallone's Panerai from daylight right off his arm. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, Panerai's a great mark. Absolutely. What Chlo else? Chloe. Yep. And uh, Cartier. Uh, yes. Well, we, Mont Blanc. We, we have Mont Blanc. Oh. We know we have <laughs> but, Mont Blanc. But, I mean, Richemont has, has Cartier, but yes. Fifth Avenue also has yes. Cartier. Yes. We are soon to share Van Cleef and Appels, okay. which is very wonderful. Buccellati, Chloe. A Langenstone and, and Mercedes. Come on, uh, you know, there are Mercedes you too. 
Absolutely. Ja- ja- uh, Jaeger LeCoult is open. It's also great watch friends. And it is really about those collectors that want to be in the store and experience and meet other enthusiasts who are just as passionate about watches or passionate about your, or fa- passion, fashion. And the folks that are working in our stores, building on what Marie was saying, they are true style experts. They know everything about how these pieces are manufactured. They know the designers. They have a real, real connection to those brands. So that's what you're experiencing when you're coming into our stores. You're not just going to an outlet. You're going to the, really the home. Our folks, when they, you ask them where they work, they say they work in the fashion industry. And that's really what it is when you're working in our neighborhoods. Well, I have to say that I always used to like walking up Fifth Avenue, cutting across to Madison on 57th and continuing up Madison. So you've got a good little rivalry going there because you both have some really great stories. We have a great friendship, and there's actually a long history of us working together, and we continue to All right, we've got to take a break. Don't forget, folks, we're going an hour and 15 minutes after this. It's not just 15 minutes after We have a birthday boy who's here, so we're going to have to address that. Uh, he's from the Hudson Yards Hell's Kitchen Alliance. Um, we still, I believe we have Barbara Blair on the phone. We have to talk to her. We have Bob Burns from the East Midtown Partnership. And, of course, the star of the Idola Power Hour every Tuesday, Times Square Tuesday with Tom Harris. Don't go away. We'll be right back. I'm Ferenc Toth, host of the Your Personal Bank Show. I use common sense as an entrepreneur, financial literacy educator, and speaker to understand how current events affect our money, economy, and our freedom. Grow your money safely, reduce taxes, increase returns, and create positive arbitrage with your personal bank. Tune in to the Your Personal Bank show Saturdays at 4 p.m. or contact parents at yourpersonalbank.com. The Your Personal Bank show Saturdays at 4 p.m. As a local business owner, you get called every week by marketing companies. We get it. We have hundreds of satisfied customers. Here's what a satisfied client recently said. Open enrollment is going great. We're hitting record numbers. Thank you so much for this report. It really is amazing to see how the marketing is really shaping our enrollment around the city. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. So yesterday I was out at a restaurant, and to my utter surprise and delight, the entire Sabah family walked in uh, to the same exact restaurant. And the Sabah family has owned and operated Bay Ridge Honda for over 60 years. It is a beautiful family-owned and operated dealer. And, you know, I'm all about the the shop small kind of uh, model. If you go into their showroom on 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, you can browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their award-winning, President's Award-winning dealership. And right now, you're going to get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, they're going to give you a $1,500 credit when you turn in your trade or your lease and purchase a, your next car from them. How about this? Even if you don't want to buy another car, but you have a car you don't want anymore, they will buy your car from you. So visit Bay Ridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street. Um, so really, you ever been to 4th Avenue and 88th Street in, in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn? No, I don't think so. Um, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, BayRidgeHonda.com. 
is the website you want to go to, bayridgehonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. This sale ends August 30th, 2023. The Joe Piscopo Show. Mornings 6 to 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Seventy. The answer is Arthur Idala live, 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 right outside of Grand Central Terminal, hosted by the Grand Central Partnership. Um, so we're we're talking to the heads of bids and partnerships, basically the leadership of the Midtown Business District. Um, I want to go to someone who I was told it's their birthday today. Bob, is it your birthday? Yes, today is my birthday. And it was the big four zero. Is it the big four zero or what? Uh, no, it was the big five seven. Oh, we're the same age. Um, I want to no, uh, no, I'm not going to do that now. Joe Jones trying to produce the whole show. No, no, I'm going to do that in the next hour. This is called the tease. All, oh, is Marie leave? Wait, Marie, are you leaving? Oh, okay. I apologize, Marie is leaving. Marie, you were fantastic. You really were, and I hope you'll be on a guest more often. And since Marie actually knows what's in the box, it's not such a big surprise for her. It's a big surprise for all of us. And, um, Bob, on your birthday, just to let you know how much added pressure is on me, one of the great radio show hosts of New York City, who's a dear friend of Fred Cerullo, just showed up just to criticize me afterwards about all the mistakes that I'm making today. Um, The great Frank Morano from uh, 77 WABC Radio. Mr. Morano, welcome to the Idola Power Hour, the other side of midnight. Sure, it'll be an intriguing show with Mr. Sky tonight. Um, So, Bob, tell us, Hudson Yards, relative to Marie, who just left, talking about, uh, you know, Fifth Avenue, which bid started in 1907. I think I got that right. Carol, did I get that right? You see, 1907? All right. You know, the Hudson Yards is... relatively new hell's kitchen has been around but it has gone through so many changes talk to us birthday boy about uh, your neck of the world yes uh, my bid was formed in 2014 it was was, (laughs) a little different than 1907 it it was put together because there's there's a park in hudson yards that's that's about two-thirds done it's supposed to be six city blocks as of now it's four city blocks it's between 33rd and 37th street between 10th and 11th which is the sort of the heart of hudson yards but when the, when the bid was formed, th- that park was there, but there's no buildings around it. So as a result, in order to start a bid, you had to go further out. So we incorporated a, what's the, the portion of what they call South Hell's Kitchen, which is in the 30s. And our, our boundaries go from the south side of 42nd Street all the way down to the north side of 30th Street. And then from both sides of 9th Avenue to the, uh, the west, east side of 11th Avenue. You can't go on the west side to Javits Center, so it wouldn't be. You're not allowed over there. there. And so tell us about the growth that has taken place in that neck of the woods yes. since 24, basically in the last decade. Yes, when we started the bid in 2014, our, our, our budget started at $1.2 million. We're, we're now authorized to go up to $6 million. Which all came about not because anyone who started pays more money, it's because more buildings come and we can assess the buildings as they come up. We've just got two new buildings within this year. One is the, what they call the Spiral Building, which is owned by Tishman Spire. It has Pfizer in it, among other tenants. 
and the other one is in, we call it block one, the first block of the park between 33rd and 34th. It's the related building, and that has Facebook and BlackRock in it, amongst CNN others. has got studios down there also. CNN's right? already in there. They're in the 35 Hudson Yards building. And um, talk to Actually, me about... I'm sorry, the 15 Hudson Yards building. Talk to me about some of the restaurants and some of the retail over there now. Uh, there's the shops, which has a lot of retail. It's sort of like an urban mall. There's there's a lot of restaurants in there. There's there's Queen's Yard, which is very popular. Recently, it's not a restaurant, but Russian Daughters opened up the the bagel place that comes out of Brooklyn. That that's very popular. There's a number of places. Even if bring in Hell's Kitchen, there's a number of places on Ninth Avenue that are very good. There's the Il Taverna, and there's a, there's another place called the Osteria, which have very nice food. Osteria's been around there for a while. Yeah, it's been yes, there a long time. Exactly. So. Bob, talk to me a little bit about crime in that area. Actually, cr- crime in Hudson Yards. Right now, Tom's like, what is crime? That's my, yeah, I'm in the former inspector of the NYPD. In, That's my genre. Sorry. From my area. He can talk about crime all he wants. He can talk about crime. <laughs> from my area, it's, it's not that bad, actually. Even, we're part of the Bid, Midtown Bid Coalition, but I, me and Rob Burns, who's the furthest east and I'm the furthest west, we tend to not get it that bad as the central bids in, in the middle because we're so far away. Most of my issues, uh, quality of life issues, would be because of the Lincoln Tunnel there, and there's a lot of hardcore heroin addicts that hang around the Dyer Avenue area underneath where the tunnel is. I, I, I sent the thing to the guys the other day showing up that we picked up in three months around that area 11,000 needles. Oh, my God. That's a number. Yes, but they hang out there because they panhandle, and that's where they get money in order to. So that's a one little smack in the middle. But outside of that, Hudson Yards is a pretty pretty safe area well i and, it, and it's new and it's it's definitely on the rise let's talk to rob burns the east midtown partnership mr burns welcome back uh thank you arthur and none of those needles were mine oh well to... that's good good to know good to know i have something I'm, want them. I'm just like it's i i i i was sitting here going she looks familiar she looks familiar i'm like it is carol alt <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is, Carol Alt. So tell me where your boundaries are. Um, we, uh, the East Midtown Partnership wraps around the Grand Central Partnership. So while Fred is claiming up to 54th between 2nd and 5th, uh, we, are, we start at 49th and run up to 63rd between 2nd and 5th. These are all, if you look at it, we're look, we look like puzzle pieces. We, uh, yeah. But uh, the Bloomingdale's district is what, or Bloomingdale's uh, Bloomberg Blooms Tavern. We're like the Blooms bid, um, in a way. Um, and it, uh, yeah, no, we're we're we are. Bob is right, and in a way, we 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 don't have the problems that other districts have had right now. But New York is a very transient city, of course. You can walk river to river in 40 minutes. So we are part of the coalition to make sure things are right. Um, we, we do. We have not had any problems uh, as far as um, the, the migrant hotels. Um, there is a, uh, we, a little spillover from the Roosevelt. Roosevelt. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Thank and the you. and the, um, the the Bentley Hotel on York Avenue is about uh, uh, two blocks out of our district, and which is also now a migrant hotel, but has caused no problems, and we we are confident there will be no problems. Our problem is public 
perception. Uh, don't say that. The mayor got in so much trouble for saying that. Well, you know what? That's why I'm not going to be mayor, Arthur. All right. Well, then, neither am I. All right. Not, I have to cut you off only because okay. it's the bottom of the hour. And what we're going to do is we're going to come back. I think Miss Blair is still on the phone. Um, and then I want to focus on our good friend Tom Harris because he wears the hat as being former inspector in the NYPD so he can really fill us in as he does every Tuesday on the Idola Power Hour. And um, I, there's one, there's what, five microphones here. I want to open it up to the panel. I'm going to ask Frank Morano to participate alongside Carol Alt. So we now have a star-studded panel. And we even have a birthday cake for Bob. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Bob. Happy birthday to you. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Thank you. I'm in a New York state of mind. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Portions of the Arthur Idala Power Hour are sponsored by Bay Ridge Honda and Midtown Bit Coalition. Parents, are you tired of helping put your kids' shoes on? They're squirming, watching cartoons, anything but helping. Luckily, it's Skechers to the rescue. Introducing new hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Footwear you can just get your kids to step into and their shoes are on. You don't need to bend over. You don't need to sit on the floor and try to wrangle them on. And they're available in all types of Skechers styles with and without laces. And most are machine washable. Find Skechers slip-ins for kids or mom and dad at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever style. Shoes are sold. Happy 62nd birthday, Granddad. Thanks, sweetheart. I got you this. A mug. Oh, thank you. Uh, what does it say? Beware. If you are 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of hospitalization from RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, compared to adults younger than 60. Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. Learn more at BewareOfRSV.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friends, as you know, our world can change at a moment's notice. We're currently on the brink of economic collapse. It's frightening. But if you don't think you need emergency food right now, wait a day and see what happens. Just don't wait too long. Because as I speak, PrepareWithGorka.com is offering a huge discount on their best-selling three-month emergency food kit. For a limited time, you'll save 25% per kit. That's the biggest discount they offer. But it doesn't come along every day, and it won't last long. So do yourself a favor and grab your 25% discount on each three-month emergency food kit you need. It includes delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and more, providing over 2,000 calories every day. Get at least one kit per person in your family. Grab your 25% discount today before the offer expires. You get fast and free shipping too. Go to preparewithgorka.com or you may regret it. That's preparewithgorka.com. Preparewithgorka.com. From the studios of AM 970 The Answer on Broadway and Wall Street in Manhattan. This is WNYM, Hackensack, New Jersey, New York City. Don't miss the most inspirational movie of the summer, Briarcliff Entertainment's The Hill, starring Dennis Quaid in theaters Friday, August 25th. The true life story of professional baseball player Ricky Hill. Growing up poor in small town Texas, young Ricky discovers his extraordinary ability for hitting a baseball. But with leg braces and a degenerative spinal disease, the major leagues were just a dream that could never be. Courageously, he risks it all. Defying his father's wish to follow in his footsteps to become a pastor, Ricky tries 
tries out for a major league scout, pushing hard to overcome his disability. He goes on to become a baseball phenomenon. Some dreams are unbreakable. The Hill, starring Dennis Quaid, Colin Ford, and Scott Glenn. The true inspirational story about family, faith, and a baseball miracle. You're not going to want to miss The Hill. Don't miss The Hill, rated PG, in theaters Friday, August 25th. Get your tickets now and see the true inspirational story, The Hill. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala Bertuna, and Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom, you've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Kamen at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. Idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamen's fighting for justice, fighting for you. Portions of the Arthrite Dollar Power Hour are sponsored by Bayridge Honda and Midtown Bit Coalition. Portions of this program are pre-recorded. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. This is a foreign time for me. It's 7.02. Usually I'm now sitting at my desk going back to being a lawyer, but right now I'm, I'm not sitting at my desk and I'm not going back to being a lawyer. It's Arthur Idala here at the 7 o'clock hour on AM 970, The Answer, and I am sitting outside of Grand Central Terminal. Out, It's a beautiful evening, luckily. Um, I'm even wearing a suit and a tie, and I'm comfortable. I'm next to the restaurant Pershing Square, and I am surrounded by um, more people <laughs> literally than I can count. But I'm going to just uh, l- label some of these. I'll give you everyone's name with their particular represent- representation. To my left is the great, the one and only Carol Alt. And then I have Fred Cerullo from the Central Park Partner- Cent- Grand Central Partnership. I'm drinking seltzer. For the, re- for the record, I'm drinking seltzer. It's just that my mind is not used to being on the radio at 7.03 on a Monday night. I have the great uh, Tom Harris of the Times Square Alliance. I have Christine Nicholas, who needs no introduction because she's the one who put this whole thing together. And everybody in New, no- New York knows who she is and knows of her company. We have the birthday boy, Bob Benfato of the uh, Hudson Yards Hell's Kitchen Alliance. We had Mary Bo- uh, Boster. 
from the Fifth Avenue uh, Association. And we have this big, beautiful Tiffany's box here that we're going to have to open up before the end of the show. Somehow or another, Frank Morano of uh, Radio th- from the Radio Hall of Fame is here with us, and I'm sure he will add his two cents. We have Matt Bauer from the Madison Avenue bid, Rob Burns from the East Midtown partnership i love the wafting smell of marijuana that just came our way and uh, i believe on the phone who we have not spoken to yet before we go to tom harris is barbara blair from the garment district alliance miss blair are you on the line with us i am yes thank you so much for holding on i apologize that was a little rude of me i, I should have gone to you a little sooner but fred cerullo said just keep her waiting keep her waiting so i just oh, yeah. well, he does that to me yeah yeah i know everybody knows what, what kind of guy uh, fred cerullo is so barbara let's yeah. let me just ask you the simple question i ask everyone else the garment district alliance tell me what your boundaries are okay so we're 35th street to 41 5th avenue to 9th avenue okay you got so you have a really- big hunk now it's yeah. It's really um, it, it's really the core between Times Square, Thirty Fourth Street, and then of course Fifth Avenue and Ninth Avenue. And it's really defined by transportation hubs, if you think of it, because we have the Times Square subway, and then we have Penn Station and Port Authority, both of which we hope, please God, in our lifetime, will be renovated and be fabulous new modern uh, functioning uh, transportation hubs. But that's where we so are. Do, We're really in the transportation triangle. Do you have the Moynihan train yeah, hall in your yeah. district? You do. On, so on that's, very, Avenue, that's very beautiful. beautiful. That's very beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So that's, and that's where we have to get ahead. the rest of our transportation hub to. We have to get them to that place. Um, uh, so that people that are coming in, and my neighborhood's very different from a lot of my colleagues that you've heard from this evening. Um, a lot of those neighborhoods have a strong residential presence. We really don't. We're a business neighborhood. As you know, it started as the garment district many years ago in the early 1900s, 1910 to 1920. Most of these buildings were built particularly on the side streets, and it was 100% fashion. And then over the years, uh, particularly in the last, well, for the past 60 years, We've been losing uh, apparel manufacturing in the city of New York and in the state of New York and in the United States of America. But in the last 20 years, we've started to see new business sectors coming into the neighborhood. So really, it's a lot of business-to-business services, creative services, tech that are there now. But it's different, it's different from, as I said, my colleagues, because it doesn't have a 24-7 presence. It doesn't have residential So it's really a working neighborhood. So with COVID, when the city emptied out, you know, for example, where I live in Brooklyn, you know, people were still around. They lived there. They had homes there. Their kids are still there. When the garment district emptied out, it was empty. I mean, it was really pretty shocking to see. But, you know, that's changed. I would say, you know, we keep hearing we're not back, we're not back. It's true we're not back to the place that we were in 2018, 2019, but we still have, at least in the garment district, we have three and a half to four and a half million people a week that are visiting the garment district. We have 54 hotels, which have some of the highest occupancy of um, of, uh, of New York, but that's we have 22% of the Midtown Manhattan 
uh, hotel stock. We have 54 hotels with with 12,400 rooms, and there are four that are in development that will open this year. So, you know, I I, I think what are your you know the numbers that we had before COVID were so astonishing. It was like caution to the wind. It was it reminded me of the 80s. Like everything was fantastic. You know, we've got a good in New York City, and I say this as both someone that works in the garment district, a unique neighborhood, but also as a resident, we have a good, strong, solid base of fantastic residential communities and arts and restaurants. And I sort of, I sort of feel like this is the new normal, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, when you have... 56 million people a year visiting your city. <laughs> I yeah, mean, that's okay, not, maybe that's, you want that's 57, not... but I mean, come on, uh, cry me a river, you know? Uh, I feel like we're back. Pe- you know, well, the I think, I think market... and I'm going to address that. I apologize, brother. I'm going to address that with the whole panel here because my profession, that being the legal profession, many of the big law firms have sent out a memo saying starting right after Labor Day, uh, they want everyone back in the office at least four days a week. Of course, I did that in right. Labor Day in 2020. Barbara Blair, I thank you so much from the Garment District Alliance. Thank you for holding on the phone. I really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go wherever you are to go have your meal, and I'll bother uh, everybody right here in front of me. Is that okay, Barbara? Okay, okay. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for holding on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. All right, Alex, I need a drum roll, please. Without further ado, the one, the only, Tom Harris. All right, Tom, that's a microphone. It's not a, a, microphone. It's not a weapon. It's not a gun. Between you and Fred, I was sort of questioning whether I would be able to say anything tonight. <laughs> Talk to me. I, you know, I, you do this. I don't have to ask any questions. You know what to do. You know what to say. So I just want to take a, a step back and talk about the Midtown Bid Coalition. So... So there are 76 bids in New York City of differing sizes. The seven of us have come together. We came together shortly after Mayor Adams was elected, but before he took office. And we said, look, we have challenges in the city. We love our city. We need to help the new administration bring back Midtown. So goes Midtown, goes the city, and really to a large extent goes the country. So the Midtown Bid Coalition was formed, and we sort of had, had five principles, five things that we were looking to try to do. The quality of life issues were one of them and top of mind, but we also wanted to increase supportive housing. We saw that, that uh, during the pandemic, they, all of the congregate shelters were emptied out. A lot of them came to Midtown, to the hotels, and a lot of them didn't leave, so we needed to increase support for that. We see problems with the mentally ill on our streets. We wanted to increase services for that. Uh, judicial discretion. A lot changed while we were on a pause, and I don't think we realized that. So things that were, were illegal before the pandemic all of a sudden became legal. We wanted to sort of correct course a little bit and sort of move back to the center. And in tourism, the return of tourism, we really needed to bring tourism back. So the seven of us got together and we started the Midtown Bid Coalition to advocate for the future of Midtown because, as I said, so goes Midtown, goes the city, and goes, goes the country. 
So um, that's sort is of that, why we're here. Is that true, Tom Harris? In other words, young people today, like, they won't go out to eat or be seen above 14th Street. Not, not me. I'm not a young person anymore. But is it true? Do you agree that as goes Midtown, it goes the city? So I, I could talk specifically about Times Square, and we are 0.1% of the city's landmass. We are 15% of the economic output of, of the city. So really, if Times Square didn't come back, 15%, so 0.1% of the city's landmass, 15% of the economic output of the city. So Times Square really needed to come back. In order for Times Square to come back, Midtown needed to come back, and that's, that's sort of why we came together. We're looking to work with Mayor Adams. We've worked very well with his administration. We know that the solutions prior to the pandemic are not going to be the solutions moving forward. We can't um, over-police ourselves out of this. But we needed all of the city agencies to work together, be held accountable for what they're supposed to do. And that was the secret to success. And I think we've had some successes. Uh, we had some, some advocacy and some lobbying to the state to tweak bail reform in the last two sessions. And we made progress with that, supporting Kathy Hochul. Uh, we're looking to support Brian Stetton's program to deal with the mentally ill in the city. We're looking to work with all the city administration, all the city agencies to address the unhoused population. So we believe that if we work together, if we work with the city administration, not against them, sort of echoing your philosophy here of not being out on the outside, being the critic for the city, um, weed trucks. I'm being told to talk about weed trucks. Okay, hold on. This is what we're this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick yes. break. We're going to come back. I have Christine Nicholas. I have Frank Morano. I have Carol Alt, and I'm Arthur Idala. And we're going to ask like one question, and then we're going to go around the table and give everyone a little minute to answer it in their for, about their respective districts. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. More than 80 million Americans count on AM radio stations like this one for news, important weather updates, and the opportunity to discuss and debate important issues facing our country. But some people want to remove AM radio from new cars being manufactured, and we can't let that happen. The Senate Commerce Committee has approved the AM radio for every vehicle, Senate Bill 1669, and moved it on for a vote in the full Senate. It also faces action in the U.S. House. Your U.S. Senator and your representative in Congress are in your home state during the annual congressional recess this August. When you see your senator or congressman visiting your community, please tell them you want their support to keep AM radio strong, vibrant, and available to you in your car. This is your opportunity to stand up and be heard, or just text AM to 52886. That's AM to 52886 to tell Congress to support AM radio. Mike Gallagher here. Time is running out to join us in Israel this fall. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to Israel in October with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to stand with Israel. We'll visit amazing places in the Holy Land designed to encourage and captivate you at every turn. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. In Israel, we'll explore some of the most fascinating sites from religious and political history. We'll walk the same streets that Jesus walked in Jerusalem, tracing 
back the steps of Jesus and the disciples. We'll float in the Dead Sea with all its healing and rejuvenating effects. We'll visit the Western Wall, a spiritual experience you'll always remember fondly. No other trip will be like this one. Sign up today to travel with Dennis Prager and yours truly, Mike Gallagher, to Israel. Call 855-565-5519. That's 855-565-5519. Or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom, you've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bert- Tuna and Cammon at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. Idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Cammons. Fighting for justice, fighting for you. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in iHeart or Odyssey.com. Well, there it is. Big country singing in a big country. And we were just talking to Tom Harris, who, besides wearing his hat as the president of the Times Square Alliance, he uh, was an inspector in the NYPD. And he was talking about the changes um, in in New York that have taken place. For those of you just tuning in, uh, not used to hearing my voice at this time of the day or evening, I should say, I'm Arthur Idala, and it's a special edition of the Idala Power Hour. I am joined by members of the Midtown Bid Coalition. These are leaders of the various bids that take good care of this Midtown area that we are in. So, Tom, one of the things that has really changed, and Carol all just leaned over to me, she's like, I'm getting high just sitting here. I mean, there is, there is marijuana smoke just wafting our way. And, um, Tom, there was a, a pro- proliferation of um, illegal weed, uh, weed trucks, guys putting out like coffee tables and just selling marijuana right there in the middle of, of Times Square. And that's kind of when everything 
became quote unquote legal, even though that's illegal. But that seems to have disappeared a little bit from the Times Square area. I'd like to ask you and then the other participants here on the panel how the marijuana or the legalization of marijuana and cannabis has affected your respected districts. You can go first. Sure. So I just want to point out that that weed you smell, we were in Pershing Square by the Grand Central. Right, not in Times Square. Not right. in Times Square. So, yes. Um, Sorry, Fred. About a year and a half ago, we started to notice these weed trucks coming into Times Square. And I think at, at top count, we had 21 weed trucks. And there was no effective mechanism to enforce the weed trucks. The state had legalized it in, a, in what I would say a dysfunctional way. They, they legalized weed, but they didn't provide for any any way to sell it legally, uh, and that led to a lot of dysfunction. So we had these weed trucks. We had people, like you said, selling from stands on the street like they were vendors, and everyone seemed to think that was okay. Well, it wasn't okay. And we got together. We worked with the city agencies. We worked with the sheriff's office, with the police department to get them to, uh, to tow them and to really um, just work together, have the agencies work together. The police department was ticketing them. We had the sheriff's office come and tow them. The Department of Health came and cited them. And for the most part, Times Square is weed truck free. Um, we do have 12 illegal weed stores in Times Square, 11. We, we, we just got rid of one last week. But that's something that we need to address. There are probably a dozen legal weed stores. I think you need in to give Fred Cerullo a little rebuttal time about marijuana in your particular bid. I mean. Right. I just say, just breathe in, Arthur. That's <laughs> Fred, all take, the rebuttal. Fred, we need. take take the mic, Fred. Take the mic. So, so let me say this: we, we're we're living in a time where there's two issues in this conversation. There's the smoking of weed, and then there's the sale of weed. And this neighborhood, like. Pretty much all of our neighborhoods is dealing with people smoking weed, walking out, coming, everywhere. taking a break. It's everywhere. We just obviously we were laughing about it. My apartment from the street. Yeah, you just walk outside and somebody's smoking weed. Um, what we don't have in this neighborhood, in in fairness to the neighborhood, is we don't have illegal weed shops. We did not deal with weed trucks. We did have one illegal weed vendor in front of Grand Central for a a very short period of time, which we dealt with legally. Um, But we have been very fortunate that that has not been an issue the neighborhood has had to deal with. Aside from, like we just experienced, people walking around the city and smoking. Um, And so that's it so for us it's not the impact is not on illegal businesses it's just more about what's happening everywhere in the city where there's just not enough respect for for what's happening and people smoking in other people's faces which really is an annoyance for somebody like me who doesn't smoke at all um i think we just need to be more courteous about how we matt what about on madison avenue what's the the marijuana slash drug issue you know rob's uh, i'm sorry who was telling us that they, oh, um, birthday boy Bob was telling us about the heroin needles. Madison Avenue, marijuana, drugs, how are we doing over there? It, it, it's, as, as Fred just mentioned, you know, people, there is two different issues uh, of, there you go. Of, uh, Smelling pretty good here right now. Of use and sale. And so in terms of sale, there really is 
not any uh, within our district, either within stores or vendors or certainly uh, people use. And of course, as Ms. mentioned, it's very important that we're Are there in a complaints region. from your vendors? I mean, from you know, from your retail stores about that. Only time there's a complaint is the same complaint that we've received from people who are smoking cigarettes, which is right in front of their store, and making sure that uh, that the smoke doesn't come in because it could disturb other customers or clients or folks that are dining outdoors at some of the restaurants. But beyond, in terms of sale, really not. Not an issue in our birthday history. boy Bob. What about you? I mean, I know you said there's there's the the <laughs> leftover. Uh, yes, we I'm have talking about Hudson Yards Hell's Kitchen. We have we have the hard drug use next to the Lincoln Tunnel, but we don't have much problems in the way of, of marijuana use. I have no no oh, one. That's has, good. We're just dealing with heroin. <laughs> We're not. Yeah, I, I have a bunch of illegal dispensary stores, but. I would like to replace them, but I want to make sure they replace them with another business. I'd rather have them than not have a vacant store because vacancy leads even more problems. You know, you get Are you home. getting complaints from the retailers? No, from-, from the community. People who live in the area, yes, many. From the retailers, no, I have not gotten complaints. So let's go to Rob on the east side. Uh, Marijuana, drugs, what's going on? No, no complaints about use. Complaints about... Uh, yeah, complaints about illegal pot sellers. Um, they, yeah, they, you have a bunch of stores. Are there trucks? Are they just guys? No, out no, the I don't have trucks. I have stores. Um, but they're, you know, they're, yeah, they're not registered cannabis. They're, but they're filling the storefronts. A lot of storefronts, especially along Lexington Avenue. No one's happy about that. Um, Unfortunately, some of my board members are ready to them, which, you know, kind of ties my hands a little bit. But uh, I want to just go down the line real quick. Any prostitution in your district, Rob? Midtownies? Like out, I, outward prostitution, like they're suffering in Queens? No. What about you, Mr. Madison Avenue? No. Frank Morano and uh, Greg? Unfortunately not. Uh, for <laughs> <laughs> Birthday boy Bob and Hudson Yards. Now, there was always prostitution there when I was a kid on the west not, side. I not went. anymore. When, when we first opened the park, we did have some prostitution problems. But as the park became more heavily used, they moved on to other places. I know the answer from Times Square. Tom, Wait, what here. is that answer? The that, answer is no. Of course. I know. Of course the answer I was going to say there's no way you, you're going to allow that. Have. That's what I mean. I mean. You have an inspector from the NYBD. PD running the bid. It's going to be pretty much law and order. Cerullo, when you go to Campbell Apartments or wherever it's called now, did he? No. No, no. no. We're Everyone's done? too stoned. Everyone's too stoned to be a prostitute. <laughs> um, Frank Morano, do you have a, a question? I mean, you know how to be a host a little bit. you have a question for this illustrious well, group? I, I will ask a question, and uh, I, I have a little bit to say to you as well, but um, the all oh, good, all oh, good. Okay. okay. Now, my question is, though, welcome is, to the other side of midnight. You know, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen the uh, transformation that's happened here in Midtown, especially in Times Square, over the last three decades. And obviously, some of that is a, a policing and a governmental response, but a lot of it is due to the work of uh, what you guys are doing in the bids. There are a lot of people listening right now that have seen their neighborhoods in New York City turn to really a shell of their former selves and see their neighborhoods that they work in, that they live in, that they grew up in, become uh, much worse, and they want to make the same kind of transformation that Times Square has made. Would you guys recommend the bid process as a method of neighborhood transformation for other neighborhoods that are going through a tough time around the city? 
Go ahead, Fred. You go first. Go around the table. So, so I would say yes, um, but I will say that uh, without all of the information of how you define transformation, because that's really critical. Bids, bids can be transformative in advocacy. They don't build themselves, but they do create neighborhoods. So if the transformation is about clean and safe marketing, um, uh, engagement and activation, absolutely. You also need a voice to help see create a vision for the neighborhood and then advocate. But we don't have the power alone to do all the things we do. That's a partnership with the government. So I would say there should be no neighborhood that doesn't see the value of a bid. Mm. But at the same time, people need to understand what the limitations of a bid can be depending on how far the transformation needs to go. Um, and I, I just leave that up. Well, because I would like to ask fine transformation. I would like to ask Ben Benfado, since you have the newest bid right at this table. Am I correct by saying that? Yes. yes. So tell Mr. Morano who asked this question. You know, you, you're the one who really has your fingers on the pulse of answering such a question. Uh, I think going the bid direction is a good way to go, but you have to do it slow. There are people who don't like bids just in general because of what they represent, which is commercial money, and as opposed to where they feel, why doesn't the government just do it, even though they're not going to? So, and then there are just people who just, they feel it's, they have a feeling it's going to become too corporate, which not necessarily is what's going to happen, especially if they get involved. So you've got to do it slow. You've got to get into the community and get to know who all the people are. Go to block associations. I mean, get more grassroots in doing it. Go to community board meetings and meet the people who live in and work in the area. And I think in time you'll find that you, it took two and a half years to form our bid. So it takes a while. It's not like Tom Harris, overnight. I see you jumping out of your shoes here. So I would just yeah. say, Frank, that neighborhoods that work together work. So I think bids are one of those connectors in the neighborhood that bridges the, 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 the abyss of working with the city, with the community. The, it could be a neighborhood group, but a, a group that's engaged, that cares for the neighborhood and is a custodian for the neighborhood is going to have a positive impact on that neighborhood. Matt, Mr. for Mr. Madison Avenue? No, thanks. No, no so yes, so bids, are, bids are a mechanism to actually raise the funds and to control what happens. So the way a business improvement district works is that there's a special assessment that goes to the property owners and and uh, that money is collected by the city to provide specific services. So Give me an example of, the specific, of, of so, a specific. So service. as we're sitting here, I'm looking at beautiful plantings that were planted by the Grand Central Partnership. I see a waste baskets that were put out by the Grand Central Partnership. I see a public safety officer standing right here. Those are the specific things that the money that we raise as business improvement districts could fund. They fund the special the performers that you're seeing out here on this in Pershing Square uh, throughout, the, uh, throughout the summer. Those programs are funded through a business improvement district. It's, but it's the partnership of all the businesses, residents, elected officials, property owners in the neighborhood that actually makes that sense of community really happen. But the 
funding mechanism and the way of governing that money, how it's brought and how it's actually used, is what a bid is best at. Rob Burns, we have one minute left. I want to hear what you have to say. And then just for folks listening, we're going to come back after after the – this is the bottom of the hour we're about to approach. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about sanitation – Crime and quality of life. But again, Mr. Burns, how do you feel about forming bids? I always bids? get the last minute. Yeah, because Everyone you're the most handsome is, guy. I, well, all right. Don't tell true. that to Cerullo, but go ahead. True. Well, we, we can we can put out, like, real uh, 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 solid um, things out on the street, trash cans, things like that. More to the point, we can build a community. We can. I, I happen to be... Many of us uh, involve our residential communities around the area in what we're doing. They are our natural constituent base. Uh, they're our natural consumer base. Um, when, I, when we do something in East Midtown, our goal is to bring in the people from Turtle Bay, the East 60s, the Upper East Side, the um, Sutton Place area to, to, to patronize our stores. So, um, yeah, we, we, we can do a lot of so great thumbs things. thumbs up to too. bids. Is that what we're saying, Rob? Thumbs up to bids. All right, this is Arthur Idala with Carol Ald, Christine Nicholas, Frank Morano with the Midtown Bid Coalition, live from Grand Central. We're at the bottom of the hour. Stay tuned for the top of the news. We'll be right back. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. Now more than ever, you need to stay ahead of turbulent markets and money-grubbing politicians. That's why you need Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. A Retirement Watch subscription gives you must-have advice on all aspects of your retirement. Independent advice you won't get anywhere else. When you subscribe to Retirement Watch, you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter. You'll also get Bob's model portfolios and five free reports including the hidden rules of retirement hidden real estate tax bombs to avoid cashing in on congress's three hundred fifty thousand dollar retirement shocker plus two more free reports and an exclusive conference call with bob carlson answering your retirement questions the newsletter free reports the conference call all for just 1995 sign up today at your retirementwatch.com your retirementwatch.com that's your retirementwatch.com you don't need me to tell you how great it feels to lose weight. If you watch me on Salem News Channel, you may have noticed my 53 pounds of weight loss from PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition. What you need me to do is tell you how to do it, and this is the way. This is the only way that I found was effective, was long-lasting. I lost that stubborn, visceral belly fat. I was never hungry. I'm so proud to tell you about Dr. Ashley Lucas's program called PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition. And they're with you for life. They're going to give you the tools to not only take the weight off for the last time because you're going to keep it off. Uh, It's not the the cheapest program out there. It's not the most expensive, but it is the best. It's based on science, data, use their food, use your food, use a combination of both, but get started. When you're ready to make the call, here's their number, 864-644-1900. PhD Weight Loss, 864-644-1900, or schedule your appointment online, myphdweightloss.com, myphdweightloss.com. 
Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala Bertuna and Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertuna and Kamins, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertuna and Kamins earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertuna and Kamins law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill, wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. All right. We are back. This is Arthur Idala, the Idala Power Hour, a special edition here in AM 970. We are outside of Grand Central Terminal. Um, we are sitting with the members of the Midtown Bid Coalition. I have Carol all to my left, who's getting sleepy from all the marijuana smoke wafting over here. I have Christine Nicholas yelling at me because I didn't put out food, but I'm kind of not really the host. I'm going to... Give, I'm going to give what's his name here, Cerullo. The uh, when Tom Harris, I didn't bring my own food when I did Times Square. Tom Harris had restaurant after a restaurant after a restaurant. Before I go to Carol Alt, who wants to ask a, a question to this group, I'm going to go to Frank Morano, who asked me for 60 seconds so we could have some fun. Very quickly, Arthur, and uh, congratulations on, on a great show and the extra hour tonight. It's a wonderful show. It's appointment listening in our household. But a um, couple of things. One, I ran into your sister Lori recently. And she mentioned that she feels like even though that you have this whole brand as Mr. Brooklyn, you know, all Brooklyn born and everything, that you have become a little bit of a bino, a Brooklynite in name only, and that you've increasingly become more of a Midtown person. You spend most of your time in Midtown. Uh, you're hanging out at all these great Grand Central Partnership and bid type businesses. 
So uh, I brought you a Brooklyn Cyclones cap because oh, Lori you. and others in Brooklyn are concerned that I, 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 uh, I, that you may. I appreciate. It. Now, are you allowed to have this? Don't you have to have that Staten Island? Uh, I'm doing all sorts of things today. I probably shouldn't <laughs> okay, be doing. All right, we'll keep that uh, in between us. Exactly. I also wanted to uh, come here in all sincerity to pay tribute to a guy that is. Not only a terrific New Yorker, some people might call him the quintessential New Yorker, but a great attorney, a great guy, and someone who's helped so many people, a terrific media personality, and a guy with more charisma than anybody on radio combined. Of course, I'm talking about Fred Cerullo, and uh, it is great to see Fred. Hi, and, and listen, we all, he's our host today, crowd, in terms of environment. I do. I will remember Tom. Tom gave us a lot of food, and Fred. I'm drinking water here and swallowing and basically my own. Saliva. Five years ago, I to, five years ago I told Fred about my aunt Camille's egg salad, and we've been trying to arrange a transition to this. So I brought some. of my We aunt have an Camille's egg salad. Egg salad. Oh, okay, right. we do so have an egg salad. Okay, and so uh, that, and that's is that the only reason you're here for that egg salad or the hat handle? Well, uh, no. The last thing I did want to mention on a serious note is, and I think everybody here appreciates this, especially a lot of the great businesses in Times Square is the, the country really does have a, a big problem with veteran suicide. And uh, I've been working with this group, uh, n not you know for money or anything, just because I love what they do, uh, called the Gold Shield, which is a great way for private sector businesses to help put an end to veteran suicide. And it's a great way for individual consumers to look for that Gold Shield and say support a business that wants to stop veteran suicide. Uh, and if people want to learn more, they can go to thegoldshield.us. And it's rare that you have this sort of an assemblage of business leaders in New York and uh, I wanted to take advantage of all no, of no, being in the same place to uh, kind of put in a plug as, for the gold shield. As you know that I am also a supporter and, and Nick is here today and if you saw the statistics regarding veterans who commit suicide, it, it's staggering. It's absolutely staggering. And I'm going to like roll that into a question if I may, Mr. Morano. Can I do that? Certainly. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll I'll start with Tom since he's pretty good with this stuff. There's, the people who I know. So Frank made the little joke about me spending a lot of time here. I spend a lot of time here because I work here. You know, sadly my my family time is in Brooklyn and I'm not at there as nearly as much as I'm here. So what I hear from people who are not here, who are just reading about it or watching the news or etc., it's crime and homelessness and crime and homelessness. But that homeless component, you will see there is a veteran aspect to the homeless component as well. So I just want to go, we have we have about, I don't know, 12 minutes left here in the whole show. So let's talk about what people really want to know about. Is it safe to come into your individual district? What are we doing about it? And you can address the veterans aspect of it as well because a lot of the mentally ill folk or the people begging for money, they make it clear that they've served this this country in one form or another. We'll, go with, we'll start with Tom Harris for Times Square. Times Square is safe. It probably has never been as safe as it is now. Do we have issues? Yes. We are working with all of the city agencies to address that. As to the, to the homeless issue, we have a community first program. It's a partnership between the Times Square Alliance, Breaking Ground, uh, the Midtown Community Court, and Fountain House, where we proactively offer um, services and support to people, including veterans uh, who, who are on the street unhoused. So the answer to your question is Times Square is safe, Midtown is safe, and th those who think it's not safe probably haven't been here in three years. Big Bob from Hudson Yards, talk to us. 
Yes, Hudson Yards is, is a very safe place. You can you can walk down Ninth Avenue. You can walk across Thirty Seventh. You can go into our park in Hudson Yards. Can you do that at ten o'clock at night? Yes, you can do it ten o'clock at night. It's packed to about midnight because restaurants are open. And late. is there sufficient police presence? Are you do you feel satisfied with that? I'm happy with our police presence. Yes. Okay, Mister. Uh, yeah. Madison Avenue? Yeah, no, no. We, we are safe. We are safe. And, and numbers are going down in the 19th Precinct. It is safer. But one thing that's very special is that the, we have a great group of beat officers that are assigned to Madison Avenue. And I will tell you, we have their cell phone numbers, and all of the merchants on Madison Avenue have their cell phone numbers. And if there's an issue, they not only could call 911, and they do call 911, but they could actually directly reach out to our beat officers. And that's made a tremendous difference, actually having that relationship with the police officers in our neighborhood, all the difference. And they're here, they're visible, and that really is the key to solving crime that visibility, that relationship with the police department. Taken right out of the Eric Adams playbook. Um, how about you, Rob? Uh, East Midtown is doing well. We, uh, yeah, we obviously have EDPs occasionally, but uh, the, the, the 17th, 19th, and Midtown North precincts are great and responsive, and my security team knows the uh, homeless individuals out there and that are working with them all the time. And we have a contract with BRC to try to get them off the streets. What's BRC? Which, uh, I'm sorry, Bowery Residence Committee. Um, and we brought more than 1,000 people off the streets over the last 20 years, and we are going to keep bringing them up. Greg? Uh, Fred? Yeah, I mean, Arthur, I think there's a, there's a theme here that's, that's pretty obvious, which is that big communities tend to be safer communities. That's because we have an incredibly close working relationship, as Matt described, with, with the NYPD. It's because we have uniformed officers in most cases that are out. You've seen many of them tonight walking back and forth um, while we've been doing the show. Um, you know, we represent the smallest percentage of crime in the three precincts that, that Rob described, Midtown North, South, and the 17th. Um, and I think, I mean, just sitting out here, I mean, is there any sense that you don't okay, feel So here's what I want to do. I want to give Carol community. the microphone and Christine the microphone. We have, I don't know, two or three minutes in this segment. Do you guys feel safe? I mean, there are a lot of people who would call BS on what these people just said. Now, they, they, they have their individual districts that they're representing, but I could hear other morning show hosts or whatever say, oh, that's nonsense. It's not safe. I don't feel safe. Christine, you're in here all the time in your Broadway yeah. credentials, etc. Are you feeling safe as a woman in midtown Manhattan? I'm feeling safer. Okay, I mean, and I was here through the pandemic, and there were there were times when you really did not feel safe going down blocks, and you would peer down the block, decide, okay, you know what, I'm going to go another block and see if that one feels a little bit better. And the reason why we didn't feel safe is there were no people around. And now that the city is coming back, you know, I was in one of the neighborhoods today, and I saw during lunchtime so many construction workers, more than I ever remember seeing, sort of, you know, sitting on the sidewalk eating their lunch. But I thought it was a really good sign. It gave me optimism that the city is coming back because there's so much construction starts that are happening. So I think that's a really good sign. Carol? I had Christine go first because I am the consummate New Yorker, and I walk with one eye looking backwards yeah, over my shoulder Always, all the time. Though. I was walking with a friend of mine on the street the other day, and I said, wait, this guy's too close to us behind us. Just stop, let him pass. And 
I do that just out of habit because I've always lived in New York and I've always done that. But the truth of the matter is there's police everywhere. The police presence is, is especially down where I live, is they're everywhere. And I feel pretty safe even if I'm always looking, but I'm always looking and nothing has really happened. So, you know, I keep thanking Let's God every day. Way. I do have a question for all of you about the restaurants in your areas because I think one of the best things that happened to New York was that we did the restaurant week. And I think also, I think another great thing that happened during the pandemic was that we had the outdoor areas. I know with a lot of restaurants in the area where I live, this became, for smaller restaurants, extra space. But again, this causes two problems. One is less parking areas with all those those uh, outdoor eating areas, and two, garbage. So, Garbage, sanitation, that's an interesting topic. All right, we have, we have the hard break right now, Alex is telling me. We're probably only going to have like four minutes coming back, but I definitely want to address that issue. Let's talk about restaurants, let's talk about cleanliness. And it's let's about... open your gift for Maria. Oh, yeah, yeah, you open, yes, yes, and Carol Alt will open the gifts for us. All right, we'll be right back, don't go away. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one nerve care company. Nervive tablets contain alpha-lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, plus B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. And try Nervive Pain Relieving Cream to block nerve pain signals at the source. Use as directed. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Did you listen to our podcasts? Hear them now on our website at am970theanswer.com. All right. Little Sonny and Cher. I want to thank Tiffany. I want to thank Maria. Um, she gave me these two beautiful um, mugs that are like they're, 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 saying calling them mugs is 
a disgrace. There's special new Tiffany collection, and they celebrate New York. I can see that the um, Brooklyn Bridge was on one, and another New York landmark was on another. Thank you so much. And the bag that they came in is a special edition. I want to just wrap up with Carol's question real quick. And we literally have th- three minutes, and then we're out. The restaurants and the sanitation um, in Midtown East. Rob, go. Go. Re- uh, restaurants doing better. Uh, yeah, no, I... Uh, and have those huts made things real dirty? Are you getting the cleanup that not, you need? You know, we've we've always been a clean district, Arthur. So. Thank, thanks to New York Strongest. How about you there, Mr. They look, uh, Madison Avenue? They look really great, Ashley. They've really been kept up. We have some of the most beautiful ones, uh, I think, in the city. Uh, Any rats on Madison Avenue? Nah. No, no rats on Madison Avenue? No they way. can't afford it, no right? They can't, they can't afford the rent? No way. All right. Hudson Yards, Hell's Kitchen. Ours are good. We, we never had that many outdoor because it leads to the Lincoln Tunnel. And the ones that were not maintained well, we actually took down ourselves. And how sanitation in your neck of the woods? Our sanitation as well because it's 9th Avenue and 10th Avenue. The, the city even goes by. So it's, it's us and the city. So it gets a double. Times Square Alliance, Tom Harris. Our sanitation team, along with the New York City Sanitation Department, has never removed as much garbage as we are removing now. So people are back, the garbage is back, and we're working with the How's the Department of Sanitation do? The Department of Sanitation does a great job. New York's strongest. They work with us day in and day out. They are our partners. Cerullo, what do you got to say about uh, 831? I totally agree with Tom on that. The relationship between our bid sanitation and the Department of Sanitation is fantastic. But I also want to say that outdoor dining was a saving grace for our businesses. Um, And we really appreciate the work that Mayor Adams and the City Council put into creating a permanent program. And we look forward to working with them on the details of that as the rulemaking goes into process. Arthur, could I just jump in? Jessica Tish is the most kick-ass commissioner that Mayor Adams has appointed. I just need to Okay, I, I'm, I, she's been a guest on the Idala Power Hour. So this tonight was the Idala Power 2 Hours. I want to thank everybody who made it happen. I want to thank all of our guests here. I want to thank Carol Alt for hanging out with me. Christine Nicholas for hanging out with me. Frank Morano for being a guest star tonight. And to all the people who are here watching and, and supporting us, we really, really appreciate it. And look, I hope you guys learned th- this, is the, this is the source of what's going on. So you could always find one person who's going to give the New York Post a quote that makes the city look like it's falling apart, and that's what they're going to run with. But these are the people who have their fingers on the pulse of the crime, of the homelessness, uh, of, of the, the sanitation situation. You, 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 unfortunately, you get more ears and you get more eyes if you say, it's horrible, it's terrible, it's falling to pieces, don't go outside, be scared. But that's just not the truth. And I think Rob said it earlier on. Early on, he said, oh, you know, it's a perception issue. And, you know, when the mayor of the city of New York said it's a perception issue, he got destroyed. And in my opinion, unfairly so, because I ride the subways. Carol rides the subway. You ride the subway, right, Carol? I'm a New Yorker, of course. Okay, Carol rides the subway. We all do. Um, And I think the message here is we're doing well. The trajectory is heading in the right position. And I will leave off with a quote that my grandfather, who became a lawyer when Italian-American men did not become a lawyer. He was it was called the Washington Square Law School, which is now NYU. He was the class of 1933. And um, the, the expression he taught me was good, better, best.
Never let it rest until the good gets better and the better gets best. And that's how I feel about the city of New York. I want to thank all of the guests here because you are real New Yorkers who are doing the work of New York. And I include Carol. I include Christine. I include Frank Morano, who, even though he's got this big national show, uh, he is a, a tried and true New, New Yorker. Joe Sibilia, who's here, who produces Joe Piscopo's show every morning. I want to thank each and every one of you um, for doing everything you can to make this city the greatest city in the world. Let's have a round of applause for everyone. Alex, behind the uh, behind the, 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 the curtain over there in uh, AM970, downtown Manhattan. Alex, I want to thank you very much. I want to thank Matt Sambolin and Joyce. And uh, what's that guy's name, the, the guy with the beard? Yeah, that's you. You're the one who really, uh, Andy's the one who really makes this happen. Um, tomorrow, we'll be live and local again. Just so you guys understand my life a little bit, like Mary and my wife just texted me. I think the exact quote was, I would just like to know approximately what time you'll be walking through the door. Is that right? Yeah, just want to know when you will be enter- no, when you will be re-entering our home. And you know what? It's no time soon. I have a big case on tomorrow morning in Brooklyn Supreme Court. Um, so I'm going back to the office now. To- oh, I forgot Joan Pelzer. Well, Joan, last time I was here, re- last time I was here, I wasn't very nice to you. So I owe you an apology, Joni. How about a round of applause for Joni? Eight thirty-one, Mikey. Charlie Beauvais is in the house. I'm heading back to, uh, even though Fred offered me a drink, no food but a drink. Well, maybe can I have the egg salad? Can we whack that up amongst everyone here? That'll be your Frank Morano's egg salad. I'm going to the office to study. Tomorrow morning I have a big, big bail hearing on a homicide case, and I'll be back in the office. We'll be broadcasting live again tomorrow night on the Author I Dollar Power at 6 p.m. Thank you, everybody. up to you Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons PC. Portions of the Arthur Idala Power Hour are sponsored by Bay Ridge Honda and Midtown Bit Coalition. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.